this week. Gossip sesh, the frustrating confusion between ghost tours and haunted houses. Then, I break down a Hermitage Ruins article in the Hamilton Spectator newspaper, and one small line filled with tons of irritation for a ghost believer such as me. This always happens at Halloween time. Because during the year, I think I, um, we, the ghost walks, cater to the more knowing group. And we get more tourists who are coming out. They're taking the tour because they want to learn more about a town or a city. Uh, Hamilton, Niagara, and the lake, wherever. So they know that they're coming out for a tour. It's not Halloween time. They're not expecting, you know, jump scares or anything like that. So during the year, you know, you get the people who are in the know, they'll come out, they'll enjoy the tour for what it is. And I always find that if somebody, not all times, but many times, if somebody comes on a tour and they, they come away not enjoying it, it's usually because they had something else in mind. And that's what always happens at Halloween time. Because a lot of the folks, they come out on the tour because the the haunted houses out there have tried harder and harder to introduce more of a storytelling element. And for this, I'm, I'm using as an example Canada's Wonderland in Toronto where they do the Halloween haunt where they've added these storylines to the houses. But as I'll talk about in a moment, the, there's nothing to do with the story. I mean, what they end up setting up has, you know, it's, it's you're not part of a story. It's it's back to that original trope of a cheap jump scare, which I, I personally is a huge pet peeve of mine. So people that come out always at Halloween time, they'll confuse a ghost walk, a haunted walk, a ghost tour, whatever the companies call it, and they'll think that it's a haunted house. And it's very unfortunate because if they're looking for the haunted house and they come out and they get the tour in comparison to what they wanted which was just the jump scare it's going to seem boring because they might not be into the history they might not be into the the realistic ghost stories now the legends are are you know very over the top and sometimes very good uh so the legends they might enjoy but everything else could fall flat to somebody who was just expecting to be scared by teenage kids with white face paint so that is the difference so you have your tour where there's more realism where you're you're learning something where you're hearing some you know very uh, uh, deep and 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 interesting ghost stories and then you have your haunted house where it's just actors or performers that are hired uh turned into these ghostly characters and as you come around a corner they're going to jump out they're gonna be like boo uh, and, you know, I mean, it's not the worst experience. And don't think I'm putting it down. Because back before uh, the Halloween haunt at Canada's Wonderland changed their motto to be not haunted houses, I used to go every single year. I freaking enjoyed that. I was, I, was, I was the guy in the front of the line just excited to see it. And for me, like, it, it's, if, if, in my opinion, I, like, I, I enjoyed the sets. And that's what Canada's Wonderland did amazingly. They had these indoor experiences. 
and you would go through different rooms and each room was set up in a certain way. And yeah, you know, the the worst part of it for me was the uh, the performer jumping out and saying boo. I didn't like that. I, I thought you could have a more creepy element, like something that comes at you without needing a jump scare, like in some of the more modern horror movies. I thought that that's something that they can work into it. But I love the set and I love the experience of going through it. Now, Wonderland has changed their model and I don't know why. I, obviously, COVID is where it started. But I mean, this year they could have gone back to the normal model. And I think it comes down to making money because obviously not having all of those houses is a huge cost savings for them. And maybe they got used to it during COVID and now they're just kind of, you know, they think it's a good thing. But I mean, I read the reviews for reviews that are out there, for some reason, there's not many, which you think the thousands of people who've gone through, you would have like, you know, general reviews, if it's good reviews or bad reviews, but I'm finding that there's not a lot of places to post them. So you don't get a lot of information. I do find some, and most I think uh, are in the same mindset as me, that it's a, a disappointment, because you're walking around the park and, you know, these performers, they don't really have their heart in it. And they're just trying to, you know, scare you in the cheapest of ways. And I, I can see, like, is there, there's really no, um, there's no, like I said, there's no heart. There's no story behind that. There's nothing. So anyway, it's a, it's a huge disappointment. Hopefully uh, by next year, I'm not going to go back until they bring back the indoor houses, like more of them. And uh, yeah, but there, there is one when we went this year, uh, it was called Spirit Manor. And it wasn't fully, and it was like in this old arena that they have there and i guess because this could be more open and when you walked in as it felt like the original they had this beautiful set with uh, a staircase and a woman in a wedding dress and veil at the top i mean it really sets the mood at the beginning and i, I loved it I, I was looking at the sets i, I always take my time to just kind of take it all in i get ideas from that too and then as i'm walking through it just got worse and worse <laughs> It's like you come around the corner into another room and there was like some bookshelves and that was it. And then you can actually tell that you were inside of a, an arena at that point. They hadn't really done it up that well. And then I, I came around one of the bookshelves and if this doesn't tell you the whole situation, I was standing on the inside and I come around and for some reason I won't understand. They placed a uh, a character hidden just at the end of the bookshelf and I came around and we were in masks. Now I'm not, I don't normally, like if I go into supermarkets or whatever, I won't wear a mask anymore. But in this case, because you're surrounded by so many people and they're near you, like they don't really space it out, which is understandable. Uh, I wore a mask just in case. I, I, you know, it's not even for COVID. It's, it's, I don't want to even get a cold. I just, I don't like being sick. So I come around the corner and there's this, this character. I think he was shocked to see me to be honest, because I could see the look in his face like, what what the hell? <laughs> this guy's like right up. Like I was like maybe a foot away from his face. And he covered it because I backed off and I put my arm up. Now, I don't normally react to jump scares. Uh, they don't usually, even in movies, I, I won't jump in jump scares. I, maybe it's just because I'm, um, I'm, you know, I'm desensitized to it. But I mean, this one, it kind of freaked me out just because of how close to me he was. So I put my arm up and I had a look of, oh, shoot, as I backed off. And he, he thought he, he had scared me. And he was like, oh, did I scare you? Did I, 
Did I frighten you? <laughs> I laugh about it now, but in the moment I was like, just back off, please. I just had my arm. I didn't like hit him or anything like that. <laughs> I just I just had my arm up just to create a barrier. So he knew that I wanted space and he thought he had frightened me. But uh, yeah, I thought that was cute. Uh, but the overall experience with going through the walkthroughs, the, the two main, like I'm serious, there was only two actual walkthroughs that I, I saw at Wonderland. One was a haunted maze, corn maze, and the other was the Spirit Manor. And they were both beside each other. And to be honest, I mean, they were they were okay. They were, you know, passable. And if they had a hundred of them at Wonderland, hundreds too much, a dozen of them at Wonderland, I would have been like, okay, that's not so bad. At least you have a few different types of things to see. But it was just those two. And then the other places were just scare zones, which again, you're just walking around and this painted up kid jumps out and says, boo. So I just, yeah, no, I found that very disappointing. But overall, my original point a hundred years ago was that I, I enjoy haunted houses when they're done right. So the difference being, you got the haunted house with the jump scares, and then you got, like, for example, the ghost walks, which is all about the story and the history connected to it. So there's more realism in that. You're coming to uh, have the experience of having a, a gifted storyteller share that with you, and, you know, maybe injecting some humor and giving a bit of an experience and the visuals of these truly haunted places that are not set up, that have experiences inside them that happen to real people just like you. So you get that mindset, you come in, you're going to you're going to like, you know, use your imagination to kind of picture the stories as they're being told. That's the that experience. And the majority of folks who come out, they seem to know that even at Halloween time. And we've got so many amazing reviews. And I was so happy for that. I'm very grateful for those people who took the time. But then you get some some strange ones that come through as well. Uh, one example was uh, a uh, review. Uh, you know, they, they, they weren't um, overly critical. It was just an email that he sent to me, uh, which I, I, I actually appreciate sending an email and letting me know the feelings. But the things he asked for were kind of strange, like um, he thought there was going to be secondary characters, which I can understand that. I mean, that might be something we would consider. Uh, maybe a secondary character who's playing one of the ghosts to tell the story. Uh, something for the future. That'd be very cool. But then he followed up with uh, real ghosts. We should have guaranteed real ghosts and uh, faces in all the windows. And I was like, <laughs> okay, it got a little off the rails after that. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, if I could guarantee real ghosts, as I always say, I, I'd be a millionaire. That is not something that um, I, I was getting close to it with the seances in the custom house back in the day. But uh, yeah, with the tour is not so much, especially in a tour in a, in a downtown where there's lots of living activity. It's not subtle enough to have those types of experiences. Um, but I mean, the majority of folks, wonderful. And I'm so happy they came out. We had a wonderful Halloween season. If some of you who came out to the tours are listening right now, thank you so much for your support. It was very nice uh, having you guys come out, seeing you guys, and providing these tours for you. It's definitely uh, something I enjoy is leading those tours and uh, met a lot of great folks and got some great ghost stories in the process. So, yeah, no, totally grateful for that. Now, as a final note of this segment, I wanted to kind of break down an idea for you guys. 
see if you see if you like it, see if you you, you think it's cool. So basically, I think that you can you can meld the two things together: the haunted house and the ghost tour. Of course, you got to make it as clear as possible. That that's where the problem. I don't want there being more confusion between the two. So I mean, let's figure out a way to make this clear. So you're you're my partners in this, listener. You're you're let's let's see if we can get a partnership struck up for this one. I don't know what you would call it, but if you can get strong storytelling and put into action. So some some ghost tours in the world, they do kind of touch on this where they they can make you part of the story. I think the best ones don't even go to that level that it could be technically done at. But if you can have a story, like a real ghost story, and set up some kind of haunted experience around that with complete respect to the experience, the story itself. So, for example, if I were to uh, make a haunted experience with the legend of the Dark Lady at the Custom House. So the, the story behind that is a young lady was tragically killed by a psychotic uh, ship's captain. And in the dead of night, when the ship docked in Hamilton, he brought her body into the old custom house building and then walled her up in the basement vault. So you have that story behind, and then you have the experiences of uh, dealing with her, uh, such as you know the, the, the story behind the possession, which I think I've talked about before. But a lot of stuff that happened in the custom house that can uh, kind of prove this energy is real. Then in that case, I say... There's an experience behind that. So it doesn't have to be the the best thing would be to do it in the custom house, of course, and have actors playing the captain, have an actress playing the dark lady, uh, and then have actors playing the people who had the experiences. And you can kind of say, okay, here's the story brought to life. And you can even make the guests part of it, not not the, you know your audience participation that's so terrifying. When when it happens to you, like in a play or a show where there's like 100 people watching. But I mean, if you have like a group of, you know, 20 people, 30 people, and you can make them like the guests, you can make them the people who've had the experience that occurred, and the others can watch it play out, then I can I could see there'd be something there. I don't know. You tell me what you think. Uh, I think I saw something like this that was advertised in Toronto a few years ago. It was very, very expensive, so I didn't go... But it seemed like an interesting experience that like you, you went into this building and they presented these scenes to you. But I think it was more of like a murder mystery. I don't think it was ghost related. Well, there might have been a ghost in it. I think he said there was a ghost that was included. Like one of the stars of the show was a ghost. <laughs> so it sounds like Shakespeare. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, they get more of that. You get uh, more strong storytelling. My only worry in that regard would be that it would get confusing down the line with ghost tours. But uh, I don't know. There's something there. I was debating whether to do this segment. I definitely wanted to cover this article that was done in the Hamilton Spectator that featured myself uh, and uh, the Hermitage Ruins in Ancaster. Now, if by chance you're not familiar, I've talked about it too many times before. It's the ruins of an 1850s mansion uh, sitting in the forests of Dundas Valley or Dundas uh, Conservation Area. 
and it's it dates back to the 1850s there was another house on the grounds before that it's the location of tons of ghostly experiences because since the 1950s it was a fun thing to do is go out there with your friends and you know scare each other with ghost stories so stuff happened to them it's also you know the place of uh, darker energy um so you know almost 200 years of history uh, so many ghost experiences. I mean, this is a haunted place. And one of the most famous legends in all of Canada, definitely the most famous in Ancaster, and that of Lover's Lane. So, I mean, this place is just surrounded with that ghostly energy, that ghostly feel to it. So, in, in my mind, I know for sure that it's 100% a haunted place. I'm completely a believer in it, not to mention I've had experiences out there and one of the most uh, energetic of all of them was seeing uh, the the two people walking in the in the field there who then disappeared into the woods. So I know I'm a believer 100%. I'm not on the fence on this. I might be on the fence on some of the experiences that have happened there. I can question that. But overall, I know this is a, a haunted place. So that's the mindset that I'm going into this situation. When I uh, did a, a small interview with a uh, spectator reporter, uh, Mark McNeil, who I have a good a good history with, and um, I don't think I don't know if it's changed. I mean, he's he's given me a lot of great information over the years, but after this article and the one last year, I'm kind of hesitant to do any more uh, because I don't know. I just I got a I got a gotcha feeling from it, and uh, I mean overall, I mean his focus is the history. So I can understand if he's not a believer in ghosts, which I don't think he is, then uh, he might approach it in this way and not mean any any insult by it. But unfortunately, I mean, it does, in, from my point of view, and I think any other ghost believers, this would be kind of insulting. But you can tell me. I mean, if I'm wrong about this, you let me know. But the last two articles we did the last two years, I just um, walked away with a bad feeling. Um Anyway, let me just jump into this article, and then I'll get to the point that I'm talking about here. So we have um, Hamilton Spectator by Mark McNeil. It's Hamilton's Hermitage Ruins are more popular than ever. Oh, and that was the other side. I mean, he, he talked about how popular this, this place is now, which I'm so happy to hear that. And I actually talked to the Conservation Authority. They said the same. Their numbers have been higher than, uh, than ever. And I don't know if the ghosts have helped in some way, which would make me very happy if they didn't. I don't really care if they don't. Just the fact that, you know, after they saved the, the ruins, that it turned into a huge uh, tourist gain for the city uh, makes me super happy. It makes me know it will be there for many, many generations to come. Anyway, here's the article. Uh, Ten years ago, the Ancaster's Hermitage was in grim shape. Uh, ruins left from the 1850s Leith Mansion were disintegrating and reclaimed by nature. It was true, this is Daniel, that at one point the wall was leaning in on itself. If you look up at it from the front, you would get like a feeling of vertigo because it looked like it was about to fall in, and it was. So um, Leanne Pluthero, who will be mentioned in this article, uh, she was one of the, oh, she was the main person who spearheaded saving it. She can credit her with that, and she got the politicians involved and all that stuff. Anyway, foundation was crumbling, stones falling off, uh, supports needing. It was about to crash to the ground. Fences prevented people from getting too close, and many felt it was time to demolish the iconic landmark. But uh, fans of the stones in the woods pushed back, 
And between community fundraising, the city of Hamilton, Conservation Authority, more than 460,000, wow, I didn't realize, uh, was put together to stabilize it. Now, they take it apart. They did. Actually, it was gone for a second. They took the whole thing apart and built it up from scratch, from the original stones. You might be thinking, oh, does the energy of the original still remain? I think so. I mean, it's in the same spot. It's got um, the same stonework. So, I mean, if you believe that ghosts attach themselves to structures in that regard, because it's material, right? They're attaching themselves to some type of material, then I can think the ghost could remain. I don't think we've lost any of that energy over the years. People still have experiences out there. Uh, so six months to put it back together. Results are amazing, which 100%. We can actually walk right into the house now and stand where the house used to be, stand in the original living room and talk about it. Now, one person who was particularly pleased about the project was Daniel, me, um, uh, for the ghost walks. He has been organizing nighttime walking tours to the hidden place filled with history, legends, and ghost stories. Yeah, I think he was quoting me, uh, since 2004. Yeah, it's actually one of, this is Daniel, this is one of the oldest uh, tours that we have done. The downtown Hamilton is the oldest at 2003, and then 2004 saw the introduction of uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake and the Hermitage Ruins, which was a huge get for us. Uh, amazing leader there. Uh, he, he's the one who spearheaded Bruce Duncan spearheaded it for us a wonderful man continuing uh, but he says there was a downside to the restoration and improvement of the lands around it it definitely isn't as creepy as it used to be that, 100% true Mark I, I, I don't know I hope that doesn't come off the wrong way uh, but uh, yeah no it, it's not as creepy as it used to be and people have commented on it it wasn't originally my thought but yeah, I used to have a real mystery that surrounded it. And they were so big about keeping people away that it kind of motivated folks to try harder. And I'm great that they've replaced it. I don't care that it's not as, uh, air quotes, creepy as it used to be. Uh, but, I, you know, the fact that they fix it up is great because, you know, the point is to continue to tour and take people out there and show it off. And, you know, less creepy is, is totally fine. And continuing, nevertheless, he'll be out there in cold and dark on Saturday night. We did a few Saturdays in Halloween to witness any ghostly energy that might have survived the stabilized stonework. With lanterns in their hands, he and two other guides will lead 170 customers through the sold-out Halloween weekend tours, explore the paranormal site. Yeah, it was myself, Jeffrey, and our newest guide, Aaron, uh, who were out there leading just, just the three of us. And we did we did doubles each, and it was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. So continuing, uh, through the dim moonlight, the guides will talk about the October 1934 fire that destroyed the mansion, the eccentric woman who lived in a tent for several weeks till a cabin could be built inside the ruins for her. Yeah, that was Alma. Um, it, quote, some people say that Alma is still there and that she haunts the area. That's what I said of Alma Dick Lauder. She was the daughter of George Leith, the youngest daughter. And um, yeah, I've heard that, that she still lives out there, that people have seen a woman's spirit. I've never, like nothing specific was ever told to us other than just general comments. So not 100% sure. 
So then Mark, and I'm going to set this up here because this is the part that kind of frustrates me. Uh, Mark uh, asked about specific energies that lead there, and it led me to a quote. Now, you've heard me talk like this many, many times on the podcast, and this is 100% you know, how I see things, is like they, sometimes you can have energies that are not the famous historical person, and they can occupy a space because it depends you know, how they were in life you know, how connected they were to the space on whether they would return or not. So when you're asked, oh, is it specific people? I can't tell you that. I don't know for sure because the ghostly experiences out there seem to be mostly in the way of shadow. They call them shadow people, but sometimes when you have a ghostly experience, it's just a shadow. Uh, I don't know what that means in the way of, you know, why the ghost is appearing as a shadow it could be because it's so dark out there, whatever the reason. Even the time that I taught, saw two people, they were just shadows. So I'm not going to guess and say that was William Black and the niece, but I can say, well, it was, it looked like a couple that were arm in arm. So, I mean, you could come to that conclusion, but I'm not going to guess. So that's a, that's what I tried to explain to him, but he, he brought it down to a quote here, which I think is not terrible. But he said, uh, the quote he gave me was, but for the most part, the ghostly experiences are energetic, uh, relating to shadows and strange things that happen. And I I actually think that's well said. I I don't think it was a misquote at all. And then he follows up with this line, and this is the thing I was going to get to. It's just, hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so capital H-M-M-M. I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I don't think I've never <laughs> seen an article where that was added in. I mean, is, is it an insult? I don't know. Because when you're writing an article, like when I write articles for the Ghost Walks website, I mean, there's a certain line that you're running. And I try to be very down to earth with what I'm saying. So I might put in a little slang. I might put in... Uh, some context to create like an emotion that I'm feeling when this the situation whatever I'm talking about occurred and I know that's what this is but I think it's a shot and I think Mark is trying to say that he doesn't agree with me and which is totally fine but he doesn't give a reason (laughs) it's just it's just hmm I'm going to put the link for the article. It's it's on the Facebook page and as well I'll put it in the description here so you can go and read it. You tell me what you think. But um yeah, don't get me wrong. It doesn't make me angry in any way. I'm totally fine. And Mark is an amazing writer. I, I love reading his stuff. Uh it's very visual and uh the the words he uses like it just it flows beautifully. Uh like you could hear it in the way I was reading it right now. But yeah, no, I mean that threw me off. Anyway, let me just uh, get through the rest of this article because there's some good stuff here with uh, Leanne Pluthero. Uh, One thing's for certain is hermitage is more popular than ever, and uh, just as if not for ghosts, for the heritage and the nature. Uh, Gord Costi, the director of the Conservation Area Services, the authority, estimates more than 100,000 people would drop by the ruins this year. That's amazing. Congratulations, guys, at the Hamilton Conservation Authority. I'm, I'm very proud that uh, that's happening for you guys. And the deluge of uh, public interest, uh, most notably on good weather weekends, it's understandable, holidays, 
concerts have been put on there and such not. A quote from Gord. There has been such a surge of interest visiting the site. We want to make sure the core visitation is looked after. We don't want to have the site locked down with special events. All conservation area location resettlement visits, big increases in visits. And during the pandemic, which, I mean, what else could you do but go and enjoy nature? Uh, so they receive requests for weddings and other private events. So the Hermit is something it's used to host for many years. We would direct them to other places. Yeah, no, this is the thing. I'm so happy. This is Daniel. I'm so happy that they've allowed the ghost walks in because I know it's not their normal thing. Uh, just that they, they, they've been open to the idea of the ghost tours over the years. Bruce Duncan was such a well-respected man back in the day, and he took a chance on us. And I'll always be grateful to him for that. Uh, sadly, he passed away a few years ago, but a uh, wonderful man. And then uh, Bruce McKenzie took over for him after that. And again, we've had other people coming in. They've all been great, all been wonderful. And I'm so happy we've been able to continue these tours. And I'll continue them as long as they'll have us. So uh, very grateful for that. So they, they mentioned about uh, the fact that the ghost walks are night, so they don't really interfere with regular visitors. And the other side of it is we can also police the area. If any folks come in in the evening time trying to sneak in and stuff, we can we can uh, politely send them away. So I hope that's helped them too. Here it is, uh, the last thing I want to say. Leanne Pluthero, who describes herself as having a heart for history and a passion for the paranormal. <laughs> that's perfect. That's, that's very perfectly. Uh, often helps out with the ghost tours of the Hermitage uh, back in... 2014 she organized the save the hermitage petition and fundraising campaign which she did an amazing job she's a real uh, social media expert that one uh, says she has a fondness for the site since she first visited as a teenager 20 years ago uh, quote it was the first time i stumbled across the ruins in the woods it was really creepy but it had this welcoming feeling that's true and i was just so fascinated by there only being a few walls left standing she had visited the site numerous times since the restoration and likes that you can actually walk through the front door now. That is my favorite part of it. This is Lee. You can get a sense of the size of the mansion all those years ago. That's like my favorite too is since they fixed it up, we can bring the tour group in because we actually have a point where we tell the history of the house in relation to the Leith family and um, to be able to stand in the house to actually do that instead of being on the outside it's almost more welcoming like like leanne's just said there it's cool it's just like you're in the space that the family was in before so uh, very happy and then the rest of the article has some uh, it's mentioned the legend of william black which i read through it quickly and it seems accurate to what we talk about uh, stable rafters yeah so that's pretty accurate and then it gives a breakdown of the history including the uh the most recent piece of the history of it being saved. So that's the article. Again, there was an article done last year, and it was a gotcha moment. I, I won't really explain why unless somebody pushes me to explain it. If you want me to explain it, I'll do it in the next episode. But I didn't I didn't like that. It was I was kind of tricked into it, and it was somebody else featured that. Anyway, uh, and then this year as well with that hmm comment, I just... <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little turned off of doing spec articles now. And uh, again, it's not Mark. Mark is a guy. He's, he's wonderful. But I understand they need 
a bit of an angle. You need to put your opinion in articles now to get those clicks. That's what gets you the money. So uh, I don't know. It's just personally how he feels, and I don't I don't uh, fault him for that at all. I just I don't know. Kind of rubs me the wrong way, and I'll leave it at that. Anyway, that's it, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to our gossip sesh, and I'll talk to you next week.